Hey, welcome to Made For More. My name is Aaron Burke. We release new content on the first Wednesday of every month trying to help leaders get better. And I love hearing the reports of so many people listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or those on YouTube. Show me some love by writing us a comment there on YouTube or sending me a DM on Instagram. I always try to repost it. I love hearing how this is helping you. We've got a great collection of both business leaders and church leaders that are listening to this every little every single month. So I hope it's helping you. Today, I have a special guest with me and I know he's gonna help a lot of leaders. He already is helping a lot of leaders. His name is David Villa. David, welcome to Made For More. I'm glad you're here. David and I have been close for years now and you have an incredible business. Give us a little bit of the insight and kind of your story and how you got to where you're at today. Hey, thanks first of all for having me on. Um, my honor. Um, so I own a company called IPD Agency. We uh, are an ad agency for uh, companies all over Canada and U.S., uh, primarily have worked in the auto industry for yep. years. And um, so that's what we do for a living, and we help companies with their brand, their marketing, um, help them bring customers to uh, their doorsteps. And uh, But my heart and my passion has uh, shifted over the last uh, two or three years, starting with our employees, uh, we are implementing, really trying to implement Christ into the marketplace in a special way. So that's my heart right now. I love it. Okay, so tell me a little bit of the history of, did you start the business? How did it go? Yeah, so we, my wife and I started the business. Um, well, it started tough, first of yeah. all. We were- um, Which I want people to hear that, because yeah. I don't want you to think, people to think this guy's an overnight success. It's been yeah. a lot of work. Uh, first, first of all, I don't think there, there's such thing, right. it, it, unless it was one long night, like right. <laughs> really long night, and it's not over yet. Um, you know, so we started in our bedroom, um, and literally I'm in one room calling on companies in my robe, and my wife, and at that time my, my oldest daughter were in the other room, and I'm trying to keep them quiet, you know, not my daughter not cry, and I'm sure. trying to literally struggle to, you know, to really make a dream come true, and I um, always felt this call to business, and, uh, but it was rough, and, you know, went through multiple uh, failures. Matter of fact, the first business that we started um, ended about four years in, um, and uh, we, I went to work for my father for a couple of years, kind of regrouped, and in 2004, launched uh, IPD. Um, and okay, but pause for just a second. So mm -hmm. the first business failed. You went and worked for your father. There's some people listening to this. Yeah. They've tried some stuff and they failed. They haven't tried again. That's think that's a big deal that you tried again. What gave you that inspiration, that challenge to, like, I'm going to try this thing again? You know, so I'd love to take like wisdom credit for this, um, maybe now, but sure. back then it was, I was just too stubborn to quit. I, you know, I, I, th but I think there's something to that because a lot of people have come to me and said, Hey, I want to start a business or I want to, and I'll help somebody if they have the right stuff. But there's been a lot of people that have, I think, prematurely done that, maybe didn't sure. count the cost. And, uh, one of the things you have to have, and one of the things I learned is, you know, it's easy to quit. It's easy to give up and it's yeah. not, it's not easy to keep going. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I just, I had to do it. It was just in me. And so I kept getting back up and, um, you know, falling back down, getting up. And I failed a couple of times. And, um, but in 2004, uh, we, we finally got one right. And it was actually my wife and she sat down and she said, we're going to do this. She goes, there's going to be some ground rules. We're going to do it this way. And, and, wow. and we laid it out together. And um, that was the beginning. We grew exponentially year after year. Um, grace and favor of God and, and uh, a little bit of hard work. 
Oh, I'm sure it's a lot of hard work. All right. So one, let's talk about the dynamic because I've, I've asked you about this multiple times about between you and your wife working together. I think this is unique dynamic. So you started the business together, worked together. You both kind of run it, but offices on the opposite ends of the, of the office complex. Kind of yeah. tell me the flow. So we started out with them side by side, right? You know, sure. like, it's kind of like the, I heard somebody say one time when you first get married, you kind of, your feet touch. You're like, oh yeah, I can't, I love you so much. And then like maybe 20 years later, like, hey, can you get your feet off of me? Right, right. It was, it was like, <laughs> it was like, it was kind of like that. We were next to one another. We we're like, oh, this is cute. We we're like husband and wife next door yeah. offices. And the newest office we built, they're the furthest away from like two end zones. Right. And um, it's just simply because we we tried to separate the personal um, emotion, I guess, aspect of it from the actual business aspect of it. We both are gifted in certain areas, and we kind of left it at that. It took a long time, yeah. um, and uh, but it can be done if if we complement one another. And we did. And, and to be honest, there was a period of time where I excluded her. Um, and that's, that's a really an, another story, but I excluded her and her gifting where that was what God was really trying to complete me with and not, not just marriage, but in, in the business aspect, she just knew things I didn't, you know, and, and, uh, she's not listening. Well, she probably is listening, but she's, she's right, you know, a lot. And right. So, Any boundaries I'll put in place? Um, yeah, we don't, and I know this is kind of cliche maybe, but we, we do not really talk about work at home and, yeah. um, we broken that rule, uh, even sure. to this day, but we, we have kind of some safe words or some safe areas where we just escape that conversation and eventually leave the work talk, um, because it doesn't, it doesn't end well, yeah. you know, and I think that that's something you need to, you need to put in place. I thought it was funny when we went to breakfast with you guys. And y'all both drove there separate. And I was like, aren't y'all driving to work together? Yeah. And they're like, no, we drive separate. We have two different jobs. Like, yeah. it's awesome. It is. Um, well, she comes lo- in too late for me. to. That's what it is. She, I go to work too early. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about the business right now. So so people can understand a little bit of scale, a little bit of who you are. Yeah. So um, this isn't something that's still in your garage that's there. Like, this thing has grown pretty awesome. Yeah. So yeah, we, uh, we are in a pretty big office, um, 13,000 plus square foot office. Um, we're actually in some ways um, outgrowing that just with some of the things that we we want to do. Um, we serve, of course, the automotive industry. We've yeah. moved into small business or business uh, marketing, nonprofit marketing. And then um, we do a lot of training. Yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of a lot of things that are that are pushed together. And I didn't understand why, but um, the marketplace or the ministry aspect of it, God was setting up something he knew about right. before before he let me in on it. And um, and so so now I kind of see all of these things tying in together. But yeah, the, the business is is blessed. We are um, we're trying to, you know, innovate products. Um, we, we're we're very entrenched in the sure. auto industry, but um, we're 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 blowing it up. We're expect I'm expecting this year to, to break another record. Last year we did so that's incredible. So we have an, a lot of amazing business leaders in the church, but what I and they all do an incredible job. But what I feel like you do so well is you bring Christ into the marketplace better than anybody I know, and the way you work in such a way that really your job is a ministry. Um, and obviously you do ministry in a lot of different ways, but how do you bring faith into the marketplace? How have you done that? What does it look like for you guys? There's probably a lot of people out there with their businesses and they're like, I just, I can't say anything about God. I can't pray with people. And they probably don't know that they can in some ways. Talk to us about how you kind of push the envelope a little bit in this. Yeah. So, and we do. And and so it's started as an identity crisis. To be honest, it was 
it was not something I purposely set out for. It, it, was, it was by accident on my end. But an identity crisis of ministry and marketplace. Like, I have this call, but I have this job. Right. And I was of that same you know, same persuasion. You can't, you got to separate the two to some degree. And, um, you know, really it, it, my heart for ministry, but yet my time at the office, I began to do it as, as, as something personal that I would, that I would work on. And what happened pastor is that it, it just, it just kind of spread and, mm-hmm. and really God began to send people in. So there were people that were previously in, uh, you know, full-time ministry that would relocate from this state or a former pastor or a youth pastor or a worship director or somebody that had been in ministry, maybe they were hurt or maybe they, what have you, God would connect them. And uh, we started being a place where there were ministry-minded people coming in, and they were good also at their job and came in and did well. And so, you know, God began to deal with me because I still had this ministry calling on how to, why does it have to be separate? Right. And um, and so just recently in the last year, have we began to put um, like a vision or a plan or a process to it uh, because God began to clarify that. But we've, we started doing it. We saw our business grow. We saw people's lives changed. And um, then I began to see, then I began to listen, you know, and God began to, to really say, okay, well, I've been trying to do this uh, with you for a while. And, um, and I wish I could say I was smart enough to figure mm-hmm. this thing out, but I mean, it's, it's, still, it's still developing, but now I'm starting to see the blueprint for it. And right. talk uh, us through a little bit of the practice. Like when people come and they're working there, how do they experience God in the midst of your workplace? So we, we hired a director of a culture um, and that person is over the marketplace ministry. That's their, that's their job. That's awesome. Um, so their job doesn't directly bring us income. Their job is in, in a, in a business fashion, it would be, we're spending money with no revenue coming in. Right. But there's somebody, somebody said something to me a long time ago, and and I and, and I think it is appropriate right now, you know, money's good for my labor, but souls for the labor are better. Wow! And I think that if we can tap into that for the right reason, then God's going to take care of the rest. And and I believe in the Solomon, you know, story. He'll he'll blow the doors off of it. In a, and and I mean I mean take care of it and and do it to get the attention of the secular world uh, and the businesses that are out there. So we have a director of culture, and then we uh, we do practical things like we have. I guess the best way to describe it is is a weekly chapel with our employees. Um, you know, it's a 15-minute rah-rah, but it's tied to the gospel. It's a message of faith. Wow. Um, and so mandatory? Mandatory, yeah. Wow. They come in, and uh, they do that. Um, our different departments open up in prayer um, every morning. Um, we, uh, you know, all of the uh, the TVs and the monitors, you know, are, are, are promoting like our version plans and, and things that we, uh, we, you know, we participate in as a company that are faith-based. And then our podcast is, you know, something we do there. Um, it's, uh, there's, those are just some of the things we just started. We launched, we launched an app, um, and we just started virtual, like small groups for people in business. So during business hours, they could come into some small groups and actually, um, you know, learn practical business tips. And we've had, we just opened that up and had, uh, I think almost 70 people sign up for small groups in the last two weeks. Like virtually. Right. From so the, we're going to give an opportunity at the end of this for people to get way more information, how to find yeah. you. Cause I know you got stuff on you version, got an awesome podcast. So we'll get into that in a second. Let's talk through any of like the, tell me a couple wins of people that have come to work for there, because I think there's, there's CEOs or presidents. There's people that are business owners mm-hmm. that are listening to this going, it just seems so like 
it's such a stretch. What's the reward for it? So yeah. um, give us some reward when it comes to <clears throat> you putting such an emphasis on faith. And I've been there mm-hmm. to see the TVs and see the prayer gatherings. It's amazing. You know, the biggest the biggest win is when you see somebody come to the Lord or you right. see someone that, that, you know, that shares some type of life change. And um, so we've seen that. And we, we one time, um, six, six or eight months ago, we had several employees that after a chapel, we call it Make It Happen, they, uh, they came up. We gave an opportunity. They came up to individuals separately and privately for prayer. I think four came up in Come one on. time. That's These amazing. Are, yeah, so that's cool. Um, and then, uh, you know, I say this to the CEO because I know people... I don't. I know people in business care about the bottom line. Yep. I will say this: that you know, it opens up the door when you do God's work, and you know, when you really bring Him into your business, you're 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 inviting the favor of God. Yes. And there's something about it's not. So sometimes we we I think we we displace that word where it's it's not a uh, it's not a magic thing. It's a it's God's favor. It's His kindness. If you think about that, it's His it's His it's His. Phenomenal kindness, and and I've been outside of the favor a little bit in my life, in my business. But when you're under it, it it's just something special. And I think that God's favor on your business is it it covers it. It does. It is phenomenal, and you can see companies like yours, and um, at a smaller scale or even a bigger scale. When you look at a Chick Fil A, when you look at an In and Out, when you look at these companies that have Christian value, they're implementing faith in their marketplace how God supernaturally blesses it. Yeah. All right, now let's talk through a little bit of the um, the struggles with it, all right? So you're there doing devotions, you're there doing chapel, someone's underperforming. You know, how, how do you separate the yeah. two? You know, you were just praying for me, David, yeah. now you're trying to fire me, yeah, or you're right. putting me on a performance improvement yeah, plan. Yeah. How do you do both of them? I have somebody else fire him. I'm yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that's, that's, the, that's tough because yeah, where the grace and the and the and the you know, it comes in and mixes with the the practical yep. aspects of business. Um, you know, I, I, it's it's difficult. What you know, I'm not going to say that's easy because we do run into that and we've had to, you know, let let people go. Um, but what we've seen more, I think, than anything else is is it helps us hire right to begin with. And what I mean by that is just just looking for someone um, has not has nothing to do with their faith. Obviously, it has to do with somebody who can fit into a this looking for culture. Yeah, because culture is a big a big deal, and uh, I, we've seen people where we pay well, but they'll bypass more money for more culture. You know, and so mm. I think it helps us to hire right. It helps us to to manage to sit down yep. to actually put steps in place to say, look, you can do this. You're not doing it right now, but we believe you can. Let's get you from A to B. And um, but it is tough, it, uh, you know, to um, have to sit down and have those conversations. Um, but we've we've been blessed to not have it be any more difficult than just a, a normal situation. So we've you know, and right. I think that um, you know, but th- that does not mean it's not tough. I, I, I'm not a I'm not good at that. I think it's important that you're saying most of the time it, yeah, (laughs) most of the time it ends well if you've started it well. Yeah. And you're saying you catch it on the front end. What I think is so impressive about you and your company is the culture piece, but the culture is not something even you've created, it's something you are. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I've seen with you is when people look at highly successful people, um, you you love the Lord, you have a drive for the Lord, but you have a work ethic. Where does that come from? I mean, like you're a hustle guy. And I think there's something missed with maybe that next generation where it's like, yeah. get up early, you're early there. Like yeah. what drives you to that? 
So yeah, absolutely, and I 100% agree um, that is that is missing to some degree. So I used to be a workaholic, so I could work. I used to work, and and and, and I actually missed a lot of things with my kids, and and uh, and and I God got my attention on that as well. So I'm not a workaholic anymore. I just I just work hard, and I work. That's that's a big difference. Is a difference. Too. So so I I wrote this 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 mini book called uh, Grind. Yep. Get ready, it's a new day, and I study the whole word grind out, and so and I've even used it myself in this way. So I'm I'm correcting myself. Grind. Everybody's like, oh, you got to go grind, grind, grind. Hustle's good, but grind. The actual definition of grind means to turn something into powder, pound it into powder. So the Bible actually talks about you know I'm crushed. But I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm perplexed, right? I'm, I'm, right. I'm not abandoned, right? right? I'm not, I'm not, not destroyed. destroyed. Yeah, yeah. And you know, so grind is not what I am, or not what I'm going to do. But I'm going to hustle. I'm going to work hard. And uh, it also talks about reward of work ethic. You know, mm. be like the ant. You know, and and uh, I, I, Proverbs 18, I think it's Proverbs 18 that says, "See a man that's skilled in his work, and he will stand before kings, not." obscure men. Wow. And I love that, that it's a verse. Great verse. I love that verse. And so the work ethic is there. I think it's, I think working hard is a, is a big deal mm-hmm. and I think it's missed. And I think that's another element. We don't want it bad enough. And I, and I think that's missing in a lot of um, people that want to get into business or think they do. All right. Any other wisdom that you would give business leaders and implementing faith into the marketplace, anything that you've done, just last wisdom for that, and I'll th- throw a couple other questions yeah. at you. Um, you know, I, I would say, don't be afraid to do it. You know, I've been a, I've, I've been a Christian. You know, I was raised in church, and ever, ever since I've owned a business, I was a Christian. I was a Christian yeah. who owned a business. Now we're a Christian business, and mm. I think that you know, don't don't be afraid to to trust God in that aspect because He is, um, and, and and also nothing's too small. You know, and I, I find even today, one of the things I, I just did this in the last couple of days, you know, I'm, I'm a control freak. I mean, I just am. And so I constantly am putting my hand back on the wheel just inevitably um, because I'm a doer. And I even do that with God. And I think that, you know, he wants to be involved. He wants to be in charge and he wants me to rely on him. And it's and so I think that um, and blueprint is just a big word. And I, I think that one of the struggles that I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, especially Christian business people, they're struggling with what to do right now, but yet they're just trying. They're just going out and they're trying to try and stop, ask the Lord and get Very a blueprint good. because I'm telling you, he has a blueprint for this season and it may very well be different than the, than what we're doing. Um, and I just have in the last six months been gone through this where, you know, I was beating my head against the wall, trying right. to do so many things the same way I was doing right. it. And he said, you want to see my blueprint? And um, it's, he's showing me now he's unfolding it. So spirit led business leader right there. All right. Get me a couple more questions. I'm going to throw okay. at you because uh, there's a lot of pastors, church planners. Mm-hmm. They're all sitting there going, okay, <clears throat> Uh, I've got business leaders in my church. How do I encourage them? How do I pastor them? What's your advice? Because you've also been a pastor. Like yeah. you, you were in ministry for many years, still in ministry. But right. uh, So give some advice to pastors listening to this. Yeah, I'd, I'd say to the pastors listening, uh, you know, uh, this is a huge area. I think it was Billy Graham, and I don't think it was long. I know it was probably in the last decade of his life. He said he felt like the next great move of God would come mm-hmm. out of the marketplace. Yep. And I and I and I think that um, 
it's it's ripe for it. I think that so I would just, I would I would encourage pastors to um, to to pray about it because I think it has to be connected. There's there's some marketplace ministry out there if you look for it, but. Um, not a lot of us connected to the to the local church, mm-hmm. and so I think that this flip is two sided. I think a pastor should open up and say, "Okay, how can I impact my city in the area of marketplace?" Because every person that doesn't work at their church works somewhere, and right. they're in the marketplace. And then, secondly, I think the marketplace ministry of people that that feel that calling, that nudging, should also um, plug into and connect with a, with their church. Um, you know, and uh, and and so I, I would encourage them to 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 just pray about it and, and really be open to it because I promise you it's, it can take off and it can catch like wildfire. Um, and there's so many different opportunities inside of it. And, um, so it's a, it's a passion of mine. It's my Absolutely. heart. And, uh, in a year ago, I, it, it wasn't like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. Right. And so it's something that God's doing right now in my life. And I love it. He's bringing the two together. We, uh, we've gotten close because we started a Thursday morning, small group, that with some business leaders, um, and then you split off, um, healthy split off into <laughs> one of our campuses, which I think is awesome, and then ran your own one for a while. And I think it's so cool to see, despite your busy schedule, you've made time to plant yourself in the house of God, and um, and still being doing ministry on the side, doing all the stuff you're doing. So, business leaders that are listening, you have no excuse. If David Villa can do it, you can do it. And for pastors that are listening, hey, you got to empower your business leaders to lead. Give them opportunities. Give them groups. Give them people that they can influence within the church because now David's making disciples within our church of other business owners. It's been a huge win. All right. Um, You have an incredible podcast. You have uh, incredible opportunities for business leaders to connect. Tell us about how people can get a hold of you. Um, Instagram is probably the best uh, social media uh, handle to follow me on. As far as our podcast, YouTube, uh, you can go to YouTube and search Game Changer Podcast, put my name in, it'll come up. And also the app. We um, we built an app. Uh, we downloaded it just in the last month. Um, we've had incredible attraction on the app. And, awesome. and, and it's just for one purpose. It's just the purpose of Marketplace Ministry to provide resources for free. Um, and it's, there's a lot of things connected on there for the marketplace, um, business marketplace. Ministry. What do they search to find the app game changer by IPD agency? There's about IPD. 80 game changer apps of some sort. <laughs> I can imagine IPD. So make sure you check it out. And David, thank you for your leadership. Thank you for how you serve the church and serve God's kingdom. And so if y'all want to know more about it, check him out on Instagram. It's been an amazing talk, learning a lot. What I love about David is he's a very accessible leader. So if you want to learn some stuff, Write him, connect with him. He's got great content for you. We will see you next month on Made For More. I'm glad you tuned in today.